So while Lewis Wall's been giving the Labour Party some headaches this weekend, over the ditch, their election campaign's just beginning. Prime Minister Scott Morrison set a date for May 21st, and it's going to be an interesting race, especially given his term, much like Ardern's, has been dominated by COVID. So what should our government be watching out for here? Well, with us now is political commentator Peter Dunn. Morning to you. Good morning, Kate. This will be ScoMo's first post-COVID election. Looks like he's going to have a bit of a challenge on his hands. Yes, but don't forget three years ago, exactly the same situation behind in every poll leading up to the election and during the campaign, and yet he still came out on top. I think it would be premature to um, rule him out. On the other hand, it's going to be pretty difficult, I think, to pull off the same um, amazing recovery this time around because there's not just COVID, there's been all the stuff over. Remember the trip to Hawaii when the bushfires were on? There's been the sexual harassment in Parliament stuff. There's been a lot of division with his own, in his own government. And uh, after nine years, people may well be looking for a change. Because a crisis does usually assist a competent incumbent government, um, like it did here in 2020, but COVID fatigue is well and truly present here and there. And it's, but Australia seems more keen to get on with it, though, and their economy is doing better than ours, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think that the thing in Australia, of course, is with the state government system, a lot of the COVID responsibility has been handled by the state governments. I think of Victoria, I think of New South Wales, where the premiers have been the ones in the firing line. Uh, so the, the federal government can, can stay above it to some extent. But it's interesting, just your, your previous commentator's point about France, that the same sort of fatigue factor is prompting a, sh- a shift from the left to the, or from the, the sort of moderate left to the far right there, then the same factor in Australia could see things go the other way from the right to the left in the election time. And that's what I think our government will be watching. Is this a factor that isn't party political, but just is going to affect incumbents? That's exactly what I was going to ask you in terms of what our government should be watching and taking notes about in terms of ScoMo's campaign, because they're going to be in exactly the same position next year, aren't they, their first post-COVID election? Yeah, and I think the challenge, and we're interesting to see how Morrison handles this, is people, as you say, are wanting to move on. They want governments, therefore, to be talking about things other than COVID. What are their plans for the future? What's their strategy for the, you know, the bold picture of, the, of what the country's going to look like? I think that's where our government struggles, and I think it may well be the situation in Australia that, that, that Morrison's struggled to articulate a clear enough vision to get people moving to the next level. Whether that's the case in France, of course, we'll know in a few hours. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. Hey, while I've got you, um, Peter, this Lewis of Wall business, not a great look for Labour. I mean, one lawyer's called it oppressive bullying. What do you make of it? I think it's not a great look for Labour. I mean, I, I know Lewis of Wall. I've got a huge regard for her. She's a, she's a feisty, competent, determined individual. I can imagine she would be difficult to work with from time to time. But hey, the Labour Party prides itself on being a broad church. The Labour Party says it's inclusive. The Labour Party says it tolerates diversity of viewpoint being expressed. None of these things seem to apply in Lewis Wall's case. She was a senior experienced backbencher and her continued omission from the cabinet I think speaks volumes for the sort of prevailing attitudes within the party. Interesting. Peter, thank you so much for being with us. Always a pleasure to have you on. Peter Dunn, political commentator and former United Future leader. And uh, yes, if he's correct and the um, assumptions are correct that it was pretty petty behaviour from Ardern, then we're seeing a bit of a departure from the... um reputation of such love and kindness, aren't we, in terms of actually being not very nice to someone.